Christian viewers are gonna love this. <laughs> Ooh, this is fire. Is that a girl? Yes. That is a woman. Right there, I think. Okay. Yo, guys, welcome to Dangerous Rhetoric. This is episode 42. It is the new year. This is our second episode of the new year. So, once again, happy new year. Like, comment, subscribe, all that shit. I'm trying to remember to say it in the beginning. But yes, today we are talking to the really awesome, amazing drummer that you just saw in that last video, (laughs) John Paul Andre, or JP, aka very old friend of mine. JP, welcome. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. Dude, I'm excited too. We've been meaning to do this for a bit, but, you know, life is crazy and lockdown, yes. crazy stuff, all the shit. I know you've been busy. You got, what, how many jobs do you have? Two? Just one? Plus drumming? I So I have the, the full time, like Monday through Friday. Um, I've been filling in for uh, this band called, or, or with this band called, um, uh, audio riot and it's like a pop like rock top 40 cover band and which is pretty pretty cool like i whenever they need me i'm i'm readily available during the weekends usually to you know play those gigs and and then yeah just you know how it is with drumming just practicing and posting content and stuff like that i mean it hasn't i haven't been posting too your, your much your old friends stuff, from high but... school coming up and just like hey are you still playing your little drums that's so cute oh man i <laughs> i haven't <laughs> i haven't had one of those in a, in a while i'm, I'm, I've seen you post I'm glad I, it's just so funny right it's like such a typical like you know conversation you run someone that like you know the local mall or like I don't know duncan or something donuts, and they're like <laughs> exactly jersey Gardens. <laughs> oh man they're just like uh, music (laughs) it touches on you know something i think that a lot of artists experience especially you know if if you take this very serious and you do want to try to make a living off of it it's a very it's a difficult thing to do and i think there's a general societal way of looking at the artist that's like oh well you're never going to make money doing that like you should get a real job and and look I, i understand that perspective i think there's some truth to it in the sense of how difficult it is um, to make a living doing something creative at all, like whether it's music or painting or, or any of that stuff. But at the same time, you know, I think that mindset kind of perpetuates this idea that, Oh, it's just play or it's just a hobby. It's just something you do for fun because you enjoy it. Um, Totally discounting all of the hours and hours of labor. And I, I know you personally, as a drummer, you take your practice very serious i know you you put in, like you log your fucking hours like and you, and you do that shit you know a certain amount of times every single week and so it's a job in a sense and i think we have to stop looking at it and and, and oh it's it's just a hobby it's for play it's like no there's a lot of work and blood sweat and tears and like lugging shit around and hours and hours of practice yeah. and pinched nerves and all that it's it's definitely um it's also become even more of a bigger thing in my opinion, like a bigger scale type of operation, right? Because like you said, you're not only practicing or playing shows and, but you're also now 
you know, self-producing your own content, you're creating content, you're trying to do essentially all these things to keep up with what's going on in the world and how fast and how, how quickly things are evolving with, with music and art. But uh, I think essentially I, I got very lucky, man, because I, I've seen like the, the side of art where, you know, you do it in like an analog way or you kind of just try to do it in one take. But, uh, you know, also growing with, uh, uh, growing up with like the digital age has been super helpful because I'm, you know, still like uh, tech savvy and stuff like that. But um, I, I think that there's a lot of people taking advantage of the tech, like the, the, the technical side of things, you know, just like super editing everything. And like that, the, the first couple of minutes of that video you just played, we, we totally did that. We, you know, we wanted to make it fun and have all the special effects and stuff like that. But on what really matters, like my plane and like the sound of it, we, we did that in like a take and that was it, you know, like I, had like you said before just practiced a ton of hours on that song so it could sound and look and yeah. feel like and, really really you know, good what people see is they see the end product you know they right <laughs> they see the fluidity and and just like wow he placed that so seamlessly not realizing it's like you know there's a lot of time and effort that goes into that and and even to like, like any craft play, yeah. any craft you know to play that fluidly and to make it look that easy like there's that 90 percent perspiration that goes behind a 10 percent that you put out there and that people see and it's nerve-wracking man and i've played in front of people before and it's it's a very difficult thing to do to get up there and do it every time um but you know it's it's when it's a passion i think you just you put all that shit aside and you know you talk about tech Social media is another thing, too, that I think is changing the whole art game. And you recently lost your your Instagram account. I was very uh, sad for you, man. Yeah. Damn, you had like you had like 6,000 followers that, on there. What happened with that? Yeah, I was I was almost at like 7,000, man. And I had I, I mean, I was hustling on there. I was posting almost every day and, and yeah, you had a lot of keeping up with the with the trends yeah it was very organic too which was like I, I was super proud of that you know I wasn't like paying for you know like uh for promotions or paying for like there's like these other uh pages that you know you, you give them like 10 bucks or something like that and they'll like post one of your videos like it was just strictly like on my own and just trying to figure out like the algorithm and what like hashtags work but um this was so crazy, man, because I think I just spoke it out into existence. I, I you know, one day I'm, I'm just like frustrated and I, I tell uh, my fiance, Steph, I'm like, man, I want to start all over again. You know, there's something not working out here. I want to start all over the next day. Everything was gone. Like my Facebook, my Instagram, like, you know, what happened? Um, um, yeah, it was. So my Facebook was hacked and then I had my Facebook linked to my Instagram and even my band page, my band Instagram. Shit. But we were lucky enough to get the band Instagram back, just not my personal uh, pages. And um, dude, it was it was definitely such a bummer. And it, it took everything in me not to completely give up on, on that side of, of the business. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that stuff is frustrating, yeah. you know, and yeah, I personally, I can't wait to get to a point where I can just pay someone to do a, a lot of that stuff, not Absolutely. all of it, yeah. but a nice chunk of it just to free up more of my time mm -hmm. energy for the actual creating, right. Of, of the content. Yeah. 
but I, I watched your channel grow organically for sure. Um, although now I'm going to lie and just tell everyone JP paid for all those followers. It was all fake, exactly. all that shit. Exactly. It's all like right. those pages that you see with like, you know, a hundred thousand views, but there's like 30 likes. Yeah. No engagement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's just, it's obvious too. And I think those pages don't even realize sometimes how obvious it is. It's like, Dude, there's no way you have that many followers and like that amount of engagement it makes zero sense. But it's a mess, man. It's like the wild, wild west out there. <laughs> I hate it. I get really tired of it, to be honest, the social media. And although I'm on it a lot and I use it a lot, it, it is exhausting. It's frustrating. And, and it's like, but we have yeah. to do it. You know, that's that's the modern market, unfortunately. And how, how do you stand a chance in the current day and age if you don't have any kind of presence and presence in the digital world it's just fucking impossible like sure i mean i guess you can like pass out flyers and try to do shit old school and get your name in the yellow pages but good luck yeah and i i think essentially right like the, the, these are all trends right and cycles i think eventually you know i think musicians will eventually see like how much over edited bullshit and misinformation there is on social media that they're gonna take a step back and try to create things maybe with just the iphone and nothing else you know or like maybe like one mic or two mics you know on the kit instead of you know quantizing everything and using a bunch of shit that just you know is so overproduced because you can tell some of these guys like you know they're, they're they're decent but then they start playing and it's just like holy shit man you did everything like quantized to the grid which is so perfect because you know maybe you don't know how to mix properly or you couldn't get someone to mix it or maybe you just want to sound perfect because that's what you think your the standard is right for like this kind of of what's going on with with social media like everyone wants well, to something they're not you know electronic music too i think has something to do with pushing like us to try to sound more robotic and like that, you know, to achieve that, I guess, perfection. Cause yeah. I mean, look at all the shit you can, you can program now with a, a drum machine, you know, like you can program an entire record with a drum machine. You don't even need a drummer anymore, but yeah. missing that, that natural touch, that human element, you know, and I feel like acting is yeah. similar. Like when you watch a play, you know, obviously they're, they're saying the same lines every time you see the play, but it's always slightly different. You know, one night they might say that line a little different or, or do a different right. hand gesture and see how that works. It's the same thing I, I feel with music and that, you know, when it's missing that kind of natural human touch, I think people can tell, you know, at least real musicians can. It sounds too robotic. So. Oh, yeah, there's there's. I, I, there's a couple of guys I'm not even going to name, but they're, they're kind of out no there like, they're like exposing people <laughs> out there, you know, like guys that are like uh, just completely sampling everything and their hits, you know, like the velocity of like each single hit and all of that. It's, it's, it, it's kind of like, you should have some kind of shame if you're posting that kind of content, you know, <laughs> that, like that, that's just, that's just terrible. Like, you know, we're not, we're not perfect, right? We're not machines, but you should play and practice so often that when you're ready to record, it still sounds great, but not, you know, so calculated like that where you're fixing everything that you're not doing, you know, or you're adding things into a mix that you didn't do. It's just you know, unless it's like a, an extra like layer of something to make it musical, whatever it may be. But 
I don't know. It's like me trying to play a crazy BPM on the kick drum. And it, it clearly looks like I'm not doing it. You know, you're just kind of lying to people. Well, you are actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe metal music in particular has a tendency to kind of fall for that precision to get things to be perfect or, you know, cause I feel like the speed thing almost becomes like competitive too, when it comes to metal and drumming, it's like, how yeah, how fast you are is how impressive you are and, and there's so much more to it than that oh absolutely it it, it almost become a it almost becomes a sport and and i was kind of stuck in that realm for like a little bit you know i was kind but of you competitions too so yeah and you, you get like so caught up in like the bpms right it's like that that before it used to be like that holy number of like 250 bpms because guys like derek roddy and george Kalias, you know all of those like he's crazy mainstream like crazy drummers would play but those old school guys really did push themselves you yes. know they they put in so much time and effort into their craft but they also practiced very slowly, which is something that a lot of people don't understand. They just want to get to like that magical spot of playing like super, super fast or whatever it may be that they're like, oh, shit, I have to develop a sense of timing and a sense of control and a sense of, you know, like technique instead of just going from like zero to 100. Like, yeah, there's like you said before, it's just like any craft, like, you know, with painting, you're not going to start doing a Picasso like you know, in like, uh, you know, six months or something <laughs> like it, it's just I think that's the beautiful part of of art in general. Right. You take that journey to really, really progress and you kind of notice like where things may go. And maybe you might not even want to get there to that to that journey eventually or that end of that journey. You know, like things change so much. Yeah. Like I, I used to want to be this like metal drummer and then I was like wait I don't know where I fit in metal because I don't necessarily play like your you know your typical metal guy you know like I I, I incorporate so many other styles of music but I think, I'm not uh, a pop even, drummer either <laughs> even in your earliest stuff I think that's true you know I'm thinking back to like the freaking like death by names days and oh my god yeah <laughs> shout out to all the death by names people and and Mark, the, uh, Mark's watching the, <laughs> the, neg the, the negative five people <laughs> <laughs> but i mean just in the sense that you were already like doing those really interesting grooves and fills and stuff back then on top of you know the double bass and, and the, the more typical elements that we find and i don't know yeah. i think it's um i think that's the stuff that i've always been most attracted to those are the drummers too i've always been most attracted to like they can play that metal stuff but they don't like strictly stick to that like you brought up picasso for example you know, Picasso could paint like Renaissance masters. He could do realism, you know, he just, he chose to not do that. He, he knew those rules and then he deliberately broke the rules. He rebelled against it. Yeah. And he did fusion. And, you know, he took styles and he mixed stuff together. And I feel like the best drummers should have that kind of flexibility. And yeah, yeah definitely. It's just, it's, it's such a, it's a mindset I think at the end of the day you know it's it's really how much you want to evolve and like what what styles of music appeal to you because there's certain guys that you know I look at them they're like wow they shred you know like they're doing like some really fast stuff like kind of like your typical metal guy but then I, I 
get tired of it. It's not memorable. It's not timeless, you know. And then I listen to, you know, like um, like uh, Gene Hoglund or Richard Christie or even Sean Sean Raynard to me is like top, like top five, Rest like ever. Rest yeah, yeah. That, that he, one he hit, broke. Man. He died. That one. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. That was really tough for me. Yeah, it was that. That was intense, man. That he, that he was like the game. You know, like. Yeah not just in, in cynic, but, you know, and, and some of the most iconic death records. And you brought up Gene Hogland. I've told Brent about Hogland before. It's like the really big dude with the long hair. He's played in Devin's, Devin's projects before. Mm -hmm. Well, he was in death as well. Oh. Yeah. Brent's not as familiar with this stuff. So he's over here just like, I don't know. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm like, listening okay. and learning. I, How many hours yeah, he's did like you learning. practice, JP? That's kind of what I'm curious about. Well, I, it definitely used to be um like a five hour type of day thing and um yeah, just like working like a, it's like a studio class like an art studio class that's how long those are in college yeah yeah it used, it used to be a lot and then um uh, between gigs and work it just started kind of winding down but i still try to do like like listening like really like active listening and maybe like oh I'll, I'll get the practice pad out like i just bought this new uh like a few months ago i bought this new like zildjian practice pad it's like so tiny I mean, <laughs> and it's I it's know. amazing it has two sides and i could just take it anywhere oh that's perfect um, you get me but like <laughs> and thanks we're gonna get is that yeah, it's so gift idea? That's a good gift idea gift idea um how old were you when you first picked up the drumsticks I want to say that I was around maybe eight or nine, like in, in school. Yeah. I was just kind of like started doing just like the snare drum. It wasn't even the drum set. It was just like the snare and then the bass drum. And then essentially like in middle school, it just started being like, you know, I got like my kit and then I got a, another kit, like as I got older and yeah, it's been uh, just kind of just spiraled out of control, man. It's just like <laughs> the, cur the curiosity factor, you know, it was just, the music is never ending, you know, whether you, you listen, you know, all the time or you play an instrument, it's just like nonstop education. That's, that's what, really what I love about it. And why I've always uh, kind of had a hard time with like, um, I guess your regular like education format, like I, I've, it, it, to me, it always like ended somewhere, you know, like, but I've been, I've always enjoyed like writing or, or, or English because it's like endless the possibilities there you know with like vocabulary or or writing you know you could just write on <laughs> for as long as you you want so that's same thing with like drumming and music it's just like it, it doesn't end you know and if you think you got to a finish line it's like okay well I could probably do this like maybe leading with my left hand right like you hear of like leading with your right well yeah, you start all over with your left or, you know, you, you do, do it blindfolded or something like yeah. something crazy, you know, like there's always another, I, another level yeah. you can push it to. Exactly. Who were the first like drummers that really caught your attention or inspired you and made you think like, wow, I want to do like that, you know, like I want to do that for a living. Yeah, uh, it was Definitely, I mean, you, you probably know this, but it was definitely like Danny Carey, like Lars Ulrich, um, even even Joey at, at okay. first, although I kind of forgot about like Joey for a while. And then maybe like a couple of years ago, I was just like amazed at how yeah. powerful his playing was, like really especially on, on Iowa. His mind 
he was definitely like yeah. big one for me. You guys remember? You guys used that was to- another tough one. Yeah, who's Joey? Joey Jordison is the drummer of Slipknot. Uh-huh. Yeah, who passed away where, recently where, 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 as well. That yeah, was- I said, oh. I'm like, I'm like, you know, saying Joey as if I knew him personally. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's that's what it's like, though. I feel like but, right, like us who are drummers and understand the impact it's someone a very like personal connection it is a very personal connection. it's like like kid me looked at that and was like that's insane you know i i want to be able to do that and you can't you can't overstate that that kind of impact you know of a legacy like that and even though i, I grew out of slipknot and you know i was a very angsty kid so it was very easy for me to be into music like slipknot and yeah, even if I grew out of it, like that stuff had a lasting impression on me. And his style of playing, like you said, was really impactful. Like, man, he was a heavy hitter too. He beat the shit out of those drums. It was it was timeless. And that's that's what I mean. Those guys don't come along that, you know, very often. And I mean, you have a sea of like so many musicians, but those guys that play for the music, you know, like the the Chris Adlerge, the Joy Jordison. Neil Neil Per, like all those guys, Danny Carey. Oh, we're well, naming all these, these dead guys too. These people who died recently, like John Reiner, rest in peace. Neil Peart, rest in peace. George hopefully, George. hopefully not Danny Carey. I think I would. I think I would have a heart attack on now. That's gonna <laughs> be hard. He's getting up there though, isn't he? In like his, aren't they in like their late fifties now? He's, cool. Yeah, I think he's sixty now. Yeah, sixty. Sixty. He, he better not catch the Megatron or else. <laughs> Danny Carey's 60? Get the fuck out of here. Let me confirm this really quick. I think it's like 61. Damn, he's 60. He is 60. Yeah. In May, he turned 60. Wow. He's still going. Good for him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Toll's still doing it. I I didn't think that last record was bad. You know, I thought it was Tool. You know, I don't know if I don't know if uh, they necessarily pushed the envelope past, you know what they've already kind of been doing with their sound right. so i don't know if i would call it innovative but yeah I, th- I think it how how much more innovative can they really get when they've already been so innovative right but i think they just kind of like they're like they're just trying something something else like at this point you know although they use like a certain formula yeah, I, I mean, as long as it's not like ACDC where they would just <laughs> release the same album for the last forty years, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, hey, it's it's still it's, it's, it's still great. I thought it was a solid record, but I think you're correct in that. You know, like bands like them, I, it's true. Like, how much more can you innovate? They've already done quite a lot. I mean, with Danny Carey and incorporating tabla and style styles like that into Western drum set, like innovative no one has ever done that before so but like you said it has like a kind of formulaic sound to it and i think yeah. that was my biggest issue with the record was it almost just sounded like tool was covering tool um <laughs> but it was you know it's it's a solid record i think it's good but yeah they're, they're, I, they're different good toes back then. they were gone for years you know people yeah. were waiting like 12 15 years for that album they're uh you know they're still incredible live like i've seen them a bunch of times i i saw them like uh what was it 2019 before everything happened and um they were crazy tight i mean they were even better dude better than i've I've seen them it's just my um, budget list i have not seen tool yet (sighs) oh man yeah 
we gotta we gotta make that happen we'll make that happen yeah well that's one of the biggest reasons i was happy at least the record was out and i'm like all right well at least it's out now and they'll be touring but yeah then you know all the variants and uh the governments and all the crazy stuff happened i hope it doesn't get postponed um i i wanted to go see michelle another band thomas thomas hawk is like up there too uh for me um they He's got their insane. tour postponed yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, they're I, torn in February and they got pushed on to like next next winter or uh, fall. I so them I have seen once. I have seen the Sugar once, and you know the only way I can like describe them live, like when I talked about them, it's like it's almost like you're being crushed under the weight of yeah. sound. <laughs> it's so it's like it sounds like a fabulous time. It feels like that. <laughs> Brent's like I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> it's like, but that's how heavy they are. I believe you. I've, I've heard what you listen to. It's like I've heard what you listen to. I know. But Mashoga, no, they they were innovative in a way that most metal bands were. Yeah. You know, and when Devin has that line and deconstruction, you know, while we all have lots of bands who influence, still we all rip off Mashoga. There's truth to that. That's that. You know, any any band doing these strange odd time signatures and all, all of that. I mean, they, our, no, my band. Look how you cute know, JP look, and his yeah. fiance are. It's a are shame you? you don't have better lighting. You're so cute, JP. There's <laughs> him right now. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm sharing this. This is cute. <laughs> look how adorable. You're going to dox his girlfriend. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, Steph. You guys look adorable. It's so great. Congratulations on your yeah. engagement. You guys have been Thank together so a while much. now, right? It's been a few years. It's 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 been like a little over four years, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yay, puppies. Yeah, that's, that's adorable. Doesn't Darla have a, oh, I love her. Doesn't look. Darla have an Instagram? She does. She, she does. does have an Instagram. I just haven't uh, kept up with it because I could barely keep up with mine, like <laughs> trying to create content and all of that. It's just for a dog. Oh, you, know, you guys look so adorable. The dog's going to get back to 6,000 followers before you do. I hope so. <laughs> we, need, we need her to get endorsed by like some, some food companies or something. You got to just put, put Darla in more of your drum videos. That will like definitely up. up oh my God. And more. I mean, people love That's cats so funny. And, and dogs, you know, they rule the internet. Yeah, I know. I kept. I, I kept staring at your puppy in the bed and whenever I, it's just so crazy. Like I was, I was just upset. Like she's my, my first dog. And I was just like obsessed with like looking at like, you know, just other people's puppies and dogs and everything <laughs> like that. Just like playing with them. Like just, just, you know, shit that you probably couldn't do now because of the virus. Everyone's like so creeped out, but like, I would just like get in, get in there like, Oh my God, you know? And then, yeah, we just randomly got her, and it was like I, I wanted to cry that day. It was like a like, it's like it's, so weird. It's like having a kid. Yeah, having a kid. Yeah, for sure. They they I think they fulfill that role. It's good practice for children. Yeah, I mean a little different. Granted, you know, but for the most not part, not as much responsibility. Not as much, but still quite a bit. And they definitely require a lot of attention in the way that dogs do. Definitely, lot, yeah. But yes, yeah. on that note, let's change back to drumming because I want to keep talking about drumming. So <laughs> you talked about Thomas Hakey. Some of my some of my early ones, you know, I mentioned Joey Jordison. I, you know, I thought Blink-182 was like huge for me. And bands like that, some of that early like pop punk stuff I was into. And then, then I got into Slipknot and Slipknot was kind of what changed my interest in, in drumming to something more extreme, I would say, you know, because yeah. Blink-182 and, and that stuff, 
you don't have the double bass. And yeah. I feel like it was the double bass that kind of really piqued my interest when I was a kid. Because it was cool. I was like, that's freaking crazy. Look how fast this beat are going. I want to do that. Right. It's yeah. interesting you that, that you looked at that physical aspect of it because I feel like that's how I related to it. I was like, like I, I've played soccer all my life too and always admire like guys that could kick with like left or right, you know, both both feet and, you're, you know, you're obviously running a lot. And yeah, it's just like, oh my God, like, wait, they're sitting down and they're doing this super fast, like, but precise and there's a certain sound that's coming out of it. Like, this is this is crazy. What What is this, you know? You just, yeah well you mentioned it it becomes kind of like a sport sometimes to people and i think i think that's part of why because you know when we see athletes performing at a, at a really high level there's something like beautiful right and like amazing about yeah, it. it's incredible like yeah. it's, it's the same when you see someone really fluent on an instrument so it's not really shocking to me that you would end up getting like competitive instrument playing where it almost becomes a sport like there are drum competitions every freaking year and like these people like I know some of them take that shit so serious they like train all year but yeah it's it's very physical it's such a because it is such a physical instrument you know you have that that uh ability to make it almost into kind of a sport I mean and, and I like that a lot too I like that competitive edge to it almost like having you know like a workout and at the same time, it's like, okay, like, just know when to do it and when not to do it. Like, you're not going to start implementing that mentality when you're, like, in the studio or with your, like, trying to jam with other people, you know? Because, again, like, I think that calls for playing music and not, you know, drumming or, <laughs> you know, going off and trying to play, like, fast for no reason. Like, I think, and, and again, I think that that took me a very long time as well to understand because at first, you know, you want to hit everything. It's such an overwhelming instrument. You want to hit every single cymbal and, yeah. you know, sound crazy and all of that. But then as I got older, it was like, okay, like, you know, I want to play some music here. I started listening to, you know, guys like Gavin Harrison, you know, super in the pocket guys like Benny Greb, all those guys that are just like the... Yeah. backbeat is so heavy you know that it was like okay like that's that's where I want to take my drumming I, I love I love playing music sometimes the stuff that I like I'll record something for Instagram like a video and it's like no I'm just trying to go off for no reason like let me play <laughs> let me play a groove instead and then maybe I'll do like a cool fill but essentially like everything that I that I want to do is like groove related and like musical I don't really want to start like chopping away for like five minutes yeah i think gavin is perfect gavin harrison at that, at that sound you know and and doing the like the perfect fill at like the yeah. perfect time i don't know how else to describe <laughs> it i'll never forget when uh we saw this together actually we saw porcupine tree at a uh, terminal five yeah new york city and i think uh we had the balcony section and i remember we were overlooking the stage and that was like the best view for me because we could literally see yeah. everything Gavin was doing. And drummers like that, man, they're such they're such a pleasure to watch. And I think drumming as an instrument in general, because of its physicality, there's so much more to look at. And not that, you know, an amazing guitarist or something like that isn't amazing to watch what they're doing, but I just think because yeah. you're using the whole body in the way that drummers, yeah, and, it's and, why we love drum solos. It's why it's such a spectacle yeah. when they happen at a show. 
exactly it's it's fun you know it's i think drumming always appeals to people even when they don't play it you know it's like such a uh, primal thing too like rhythm you know you feel it every single day of your life even if you just stay still and you're you know kind of feel your chest and your heart beating all of it is just yeah. it's all intertwined it's pretty amazing so there's you, nothing spiritual you know, about it for sure and yeah I've always felt, you know, while playing drums that there's definitely like, I can almost like feel the connection to my ancestors and shit, because it's like, as far back as you can look at human culture, you're gonna, you're gonna find instruments, you know, it's shells that they use to make noise through or it's old drums, you know, and things like that. And, and obviously the voice, you know, we've been singing and making music as old, you know, as long as people have been around, we've been doing that. So it's... So it's a, very, it's a very immediate way to have that connection to your ancestors in a very yeah. real way. It's like, wow, I have this in common with humans throughout time. So that's yeah, pretty, it's pretty incredible. And I think that I feel like the older I get, the more it, it does feel like that for me. Like it's a very um, spiritual thing. And then just becoming one with, with the instrument as crazy as that sounds and, you know, thinking of what you want to play and actually putting it down, even that that transfer of energy from your mind to your body is just, yeah, it's I can't even explain it. It's it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, had another musician on recently, um, Sean Kirk. He's a folk singer from Australia. So we were talking. Yes, I about, saw that video. Yeah, that was a good one. We were talking about just the stuff going on there with the mandates and, yeah. all, and how it's affecting musicians, but. We had a similar discussion about this, you know, I guess the the spiritual side of music. And, you know, one of the things I was talking about with him is, is also playing, playing with other people. I feel like oh, yeah. you, you establish some kind of bond with them and how music almost goes beyond language. Like you can sit down with anyone yeah. from anywhere, really a musician from anywhere, and you could not speak the same language. And I can sit down yeah. with their rhythm and they can sit down and play with me. And we're already having a conversation like that goes past language in a sense. So and exactly. I, I will never forget someone I played music with. You know, I, I might. Yeah. I forget their name, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But I will definitely never forget them. Like if I see their face or whatever, I'll be like, oh, we jammed that one time at that one party or whatever. So yeah, I think um, I think everyone brings something to the table, even if they're not like you know, jump a Tucci or something, someone crazy, right? Like everyone at all different levels, whether they're a beginner or a super high level, they always bring, they, they bring a certain feeling and vibe to, to what you guys were doing at one point. And I think if you remember like a specific emotion from that, then that, that says a lot, you know, like I, I remember how, like when I used to, when I used to teach, like some of my students would, you know, make me feel, and I, I still remember that, or just playing with, like, I played with a bunch of people, and it's like, I remember how I felt when, you know, we played this song, or that song, and, you know, even if I don't talk to them anymore, or whatever, we don't have a connection, it you, it's, it's still there, you know, yeah. they made you feel a certain way. Yeah, some of the best memories I have, man, are just playing in garages with my friends or some of the shows that we did back in the day and i've met so many cool and interesting fascinating people from music so i mean i i don't expect to be a rock star i gave that dream up (laughs) ago but i i will never regret picking up an instrument just from that alone you know just the different people that i've met and all the connections that i've had 
Um, I'm going to pivot a bit and ask about um, your latest project, um, not the cover band, although that sounds fun. Uh, Kalias, uh, how did you how did you uh, you know get linked up with them? And I know you've been with them for uh, like a couple years now, like two years, something like that, right? Nicole's yeah, we, a hottie, by the way. <laughs> Nicole's a hottie. She <laughs> shout out to Nicole. She's like Italian or she Greek or something. She's hold on, I guess she's, her eyebrow. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Yo, Brent, you're so you're so on point, man. That's funny. <laughs> I'm glad I can fix yeah, the table. <laughs> She's adorable. Yeah, look at her. And she's doing Love she's it. doing vocals now too, which is really cool. Brent was like, "Is that a chick?" I'm like, like, "That is a chick. That is a woman." And that's okay. So that's yeah, her. you knew her. immediately. That's that's, that's also. So how did you pick up on that? I I don't know. She sounded like it sounded like a like girl growl. I don't know a girl growl. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna get canceled. You're gonna get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's gonna be like, "What the fuck was a girl growl?" You know, it's like a girl, like when I come. <laughs> but yeah, so Nicole like kind of helms the project, correct? She what? I'm sorry. She's like she's at the helm. What's her last name, right? Or that's no? that is her last name. Yeah. Word. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I gotta give it up to her. She she hustles a lot, especially um as of recent. Like she's been doing a lot of like Twitch, so she plays our set on there. Like I whenever she streams, she plays so the cool. Yeah, she's she's killing it on there. So we've been getting like really good um like promotion out of that, which is which is great. But um very smart. It dude, the the thing with our, our band, man, it was just so funny that how everything came together i used to play with um with with zaki who's our other guitar player and uh he's he has his own studio where we pretty much have done like all our our songs up to date and um i i told him one day i was like dude i want to start something like gojira like mashuga something really really heavy um he said zaki's a drum zaki's all the way at the end with the black shirt so that's zaki chris nicole and that's me right there and uh so he zaki plays drums he's a really good drummer but he also like i think he's an even better guitar player and like writer but he's also an engineer so i was like we, we were just jamming one day and we we're like you know i told him it's like we got to start something and then um zaki met nicole at nam i think nam 2019 and uh they like exchanged info. She you was living in you. What Nam is to Brent? I don't think he would. What's Nam? Yeah. Uh, so Nam is like a a yearly. Could actually they do it twice a year. One in the summer in Nashville, I think, and then one uh, winter Nam in January in in uh, Anaheim, California. It's a year. Uh, it's a convention where they where different uh, uh, retailers and different companies from all these manufacturers get together and they post and they show like their new uh, equipment and whatever they have going on, but essentially cool. it's just like a big gear fest and, and it's just like a nerd fest. So it's kind of like <laughs> you just geek out on music. Except with music. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's kind of like packs with, you know, for video games, but with instruments. Or like Comic-Con, but for music and instruments. Specifically for <laughs> instruments and equipment. So, like NAL, but instead of being gay, it's instruments. <laughs> yes. Although there might be some gay in there too, a little bit. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, exactly. Met, they, so they, he met Nicole they, at NAM. Yeah, Zach, Zachy, um, 
Zeki met Nicole at NAMM. Nicole was, she used to play guitar with um, the ex-guitar player from Allegiant, who I played with. Okay. So that's, he was like, uh, his name's Ryan. He was like, Nicole, there's this drummer in the city. You got to check him out. So Small world. They, dude, insane. I remember insane. when you played for Allegiant. They're about to go on tour right now with Black Crown Initiate. So, and I'm, I'm Yeah, I, I, I saw that. What's up? Yeah, yeah, and so, he, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. We're gonna have him on again, but he's been busy and he has a lot of shit going on. But yeah, oh, I, I and, bet. yeah. sick band. Um, and and dude, the the three of us just got together and we we knew what we wanted to do, man. And we we shared the same vision. And then um, Nicole had known Chris, our bass player, for like maybe seven years already. So he came into the picture last, but um yeah we've been pushing this as as much as we could considering like as soon as we dropped the ep and as soon as we were ready to play everything was like just postponed and shut down so um but dude man just getting the momentum out there like online and you know like we've individually we've all been trying to you know get ourselves out there obviously with the sick drummer uh connection that's helped out a lot too and um yeah man it, it hasn't been easy but i think things will start to uh the things that we've been working out a lot like this past year like i think they're starting to just come to fruition like yeah. uh this year you know and I, I hope so at least because we've been working really really hard on this this is definitely like i would, I would say it's my passion project i didn't want to start another band unless i was taking more control of what was going on and that wasn't just like another member so yeah like um, we wanted some say in the writing process and, and you know the yeah definitely so um uh no i've been writing some of the lyrics i write a lot with with nicole and like uh, she lives in she's in uh, la now but uh, you know we still try to like exchange files and do that remotely which is you know, it takes away that human element that you were talking about before, but you know, still, it's what's gonna work for now. And well, it keeps it keeps the ball rolling. And yeah, there's something to be said about that too. Like like we were talking about the Tool record earlier, the new Tool record. Most of that, that's how it was put together. It was written. Like they were all living in separate yeah. places and sending files and stuff to each other. And so yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing about like technology, right? So we're very lucky that we all have access to recording uh, myself i have mics i have a a module that i can just hook up to the phone and just record like a quick video with great sound and send it to her if i need to she can send me ribs so that's that's pretty much what we've been doing and yeah man it's it's been working out really really cool we also have um we did this like secret show <laughs> last year in in la for a for a tv for a tv show right uh, that is, I think, hopefully coming out on on Amazon or like a, a bigger platform. And they invited us over to play a couple of songs. It's essentially think of like the voice, but for like metal or rock bands. Hmm, so you have like a panel of like known musicians as judges and you go up there and you play a song, whatever. But we just got like confirmation that it was like recently that it was completed and it just you know, doing the whole like uh, licensing thing now and trying to get like um, 
a channel or you know a streaming uh, service to pick it up. So um, I'll definitely keep you posted on that because it's yeah, uh, it's so funny, man. Like it's 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 funny in the sense of like the little petty drama going on in the back scene with like different bands and the competition. You know, they really wanted to make it like uh, like the real world, yeah. like. <laughs> You know, like it's drama, right? That's what that's what sells in, in any kind of in, industry. So, yeah, it, it, this that is was, why you got to name was... you got to name drop some Instagram drummers right now, so we can start some fucking beef. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny, man. I try to I try to stay away from that, man. Like, there's just you know how it is. There's so much misinformation, not just with you know what's going on in the world right now, but everything else everything else everyone thinks they're i think i saw like uh recently uh brent you posted a video of like a guru or like male gurus or something oh, like that right talking about uh, oh yeah that was about jack murphy wasn't it yeah it was a little bit about him yeah <laughs> I, I didn't name him though specifically because yeah. you know it's tacky I, I thought at first you were talking about well like i assumed in, immediately that i thought you were talking about maybe like uh, what is it, Tony Robbins or like the, even David Goggins? But I think David Goggins is he's legit. He's cool. I, I he's like legit, him. Yeah, he's he's legit. Legit. He walks the yeah. walk. He owns he's, his shit too. You know, people people understand that he's a different kind of animal, and I think yeah, I think even he understands that he's not holding people to the same uh, standards he's holding himself. You know, because that guy will not fucking quit. He's he will crazy. just not stop. It. That guy's crazy. No, was- I admire that so much, man, because I, I I feel like that sometimes or actually a lot of times where I, my, my standards are really high for myself. And sometimes my, my problem is like I sometimes expect that from other people and I get disappointed and you cannot do that. You know, you have to stay in your lane, do your shit like he does. He just does his thing and that's it. And then if people want to love him, that's fucking great. If people hate him, awesome. But he just stays in his lane. I just too many times I get often um well you know I get a little bit disappointed when you know I see like whether it's like music or just in general you know with like communication just it's like oh okay you're you don't you know hold yourself to like a certain standard then like why am I dealing with this (laughs) but I mean that's just uh I think or like trial and error and like really just trying to stay in your lane and not you know be in anyone else's business yeah yeah, well, th- that was specifically in reference to people who like th- that. W- the one guy I was talking about sort of had a huge source of income was like grifting <sighs> off of you know young men, divorced men, sort of dejected men, and you know, aimless men, promising them you know self improvement, which is something you know everybody's striving for, everybody's looking for. Yeah, uh, and it, so when it kind of came out you know, he had projected this image that was, you know, an image. And then some things came out that weren't exactly, uh, they didn't, they didn't lie well with they the image. Align. <laughs> they did not align. The image so that he was presenting. He was projecting yeah. one thing and sort of, you know, re- actually, obviously another. And uh, just to watch the, the persona in public sort of self-destruct as they, uh, you know, and he brought this about all brought, brought all brought this down on himself because he, he was couldn't control himself in public. But oh boy, 
I digress. But yeah, like that's not the first time you've heard of like, you know, crazy gurus. Let's just become gurus. I can't. I can't. I'm not. Well, dangerous rhetoric isn't paying. I'm not that. So it's like, (laughs) we've only lost money doing this shit. Like, let's just start a cult. It's an investment. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, it's fun. It is to talk to wonderful people like JP. You get to talk to great people. So great time. I don't fucking. Everyone, everyone's a guru, right? Or like a, or like an influencer or. Let's, a teacher, right? A session a musician, everything. I want to be a D influencer. That's my goal. This is to be a D influencer. A D influencer. Yes. yes. So you actively uninfluence people. Yes. You release them from their influence. I, I use my anti-propaganda to expose the propaganda mm. that is influencing them. Mm. So I'm de-influencing. What happens when there's nothing inside? I don't know, but it's not making me any <laughs> fucking money yet. So, guru, oh, fuck it. Frogs. Yeah, just be like a, a lifestyle coach, right? And then you like charge two hundred dollars a month just to. That's like, what this guy was doing basically. It was like a hundred. Oh bucks my god! Right? It was a hundred bucks a month for yeah. like a private yeah. chat. Yeah. Like, how to like be a, a Discord? How to like... be a Giga Chad Alpha Male? Like, me, oh, uh, it, you know, it came out that he was actually like into like being a cuck like he would like yeah send his girl off to get banged by oh my god let's not talk about it yeah like the least least alpha thing (laughs) (laughs) isn't it funny like uh you know that's that's a whole nother subject right like the whole alpha thing like people think that you have to be like super loud and puff your chest out to be an alpha and it's like it's all about confidence no man all about (laughs) I think being alpha is just being you know the best person that you can be you know it's like being being a man who can take care of himself and maybe extend that care a bit to like someone else honorable yeah. masculinity yeah like honorable yeah. Like, but i think anyone who has to go around and like say <laughs> that they're a, an alpha male giga chat or whatever they're probably overcompensating for something and that's basically the case what we saw with well we you know we we went to school with a lot of people like that with a lot of guys like that you know we've we are our whole town or city whatever you want to call it is full of people like that it's just like how do you get away from it you know (laughs) it's uh you, uh, you got to carve yourself out <laughs> yeah exactly out. <laughs> no i mean look, yeah. I'll, I'll always like love elizabeth and have a place in my heart for it but yeah. you know there yeah i think there comes a time when you got to just like decide like do i want to stay you know in the place where i grew up or do i want to you know i feel like on? every young american needs to gtfo out of their hometown and go have for a little bit at least for a little bit at least you know yeah. but because otherwise you go crazy like i knew people in my hometown that never left they had, they had problems you know, self-destruction drugs yeah. you know alcohol yep. mental problems it's not good you yeah it's too it's in those yeah part of experiencing life is is traveling like learning to you know deal with yourself elsewhere not just where you it's funny from like it's one of the oldest things like in the bible like abraham was basically like living in his father's tent for like into his 40s and then finally (laughs) god was like get out like go take your wife and like go on adventure and that was it's like one of the exactly i think it's uh it's genesis actually i think is when is, is the is when that story happens it's Such very early in the bible phil collins 
Uh, God was teaching me to not be an incel who stays at home. Get out. Yes, indeed. Yes. Get out, experience the world, get touched by someone. Uh-oh. Why is Bitcoin crash trending? Yeah. Mm. Bitcoin is crashing. Do you have any crypto, JP? I I do not. And I know that you recently, I think you posted a status about that as to like, you wanted to know why you do or you don't have yeah, it. I was curious, like why some, people, yeah. why some people haven't yet. Or I know there's a lot of people who are on the fence. I have a couple of friends who are like, it's all bullshit. It's a pyramid scheme. And I have other friends who are like, it's the future. So I yeah. don't know what it is uh i mean it could be both right or it could be a mixture of both i mean it really depends on on uh how educated you you are you know like uh with each crypto or whatever i mean i think it's like learning another language i think you just have to do a bunch of research and you know just go sometimes you just have to go with your gut right like what feels good to you yeah i just haven't investing is definitely scary at first but i feel like there's like i don't know a false like veil of mystery around it. it's not actually as complicated as people think and you know what it comes down to is if you don't risk any money you're definitely not gonna have the chance to like make any money and that goes for anything whether you're starting a business or investing and we have some you know we have we have a few different cryptos that we've sat on and we have some nfts as well which have done well and that's what i'm really interested in but I don't, I don't even know where to start with it's that. So, it's so weird. And get yourself a gutter yeah. cat gang. Line. Honestly, I just, I love, <laughs> I love joking about it now. And I love how triggered and like mad some people get who like hate NFTs and they think it's like, oh, it's so mad. mad. Some of them get Why? So I don't mad. understand why people get so irritated. At- they're bothered that I have, you know, a $30,000 drawing of a digital cat. <laughs> well, I mean, I that's think a- that too. I don't understand. I think- they, well, just people get upset when they can't understand something. Stop right? exaggerating. You know, it's, like, you know, it's only worth like 22000 It's almost thirty. It's about 30 What people don't get is NFTs, is, it's all about the contract. It's not about the picture. It's about the code and the contract behind the picture, the access it grants me. So yeah, I have right. Digital... So that's that's how much I know. So yeah. So it's like yes, I have a digital drawing of a cat, but that digital drawing of a cat is sort of like a stock in a company, sort of. Yeah. It says I believe in this, so I'm going to hold a piece. It's also right. a character whose IP I can now use for anything I want. I can put it on shirts. I can make stories out of it. I can start my own comic book, whatever. It's also a membership card to a club in a sense of different right. creators and and people who are into crypto and nfts and all of that and it networks you with them so you get real like in life access to things like an exclusive party or like certain merch drops that only members get that sort of thing and when when you start to That's realize cool yeah so like think about it this way like uh you know jp's like i'm gonna do my special nft collection um i don't know maybe there's like a hundred of these available and like each one is like a different beat or something and it's a video and it has like a little clip. I don't know what it is. It could be anything. But tied yeah. to that contract, it's like, if you own this NFT, you get, I don't know, lifetime access to any show that I play. You get, you know, uh, a, sh- a shirt that I'll include with it. You get, you know, uh, a, a pair of drumsticks that I've signed. You get a drum head, like whatever the fuck it is. You know, you get one, yeah, that's- one free lesson a month, that sort of thing. That's pretty sick, man. Now you're giving me a bunch of ideas here. <laughs> and, but I, I was, yeah. I, I, just funny enough, man, I was actually 
thinking more in that realm like oh it would be pretty cool to maybe do like a series of like maybe groups or something right like really well-produced stuff that you know that would be pretty cool maybe like a 20 second thing 30 second thing nothing like too long and maybe make like uh, a series of like six or 12 right like I like the idea of having more than one where it's like each one's like limited and maybe like different you know as like especially you know first edition obviously you get more access to something or you're giving something extra whatever it may be I yeah I think that's pretty sick yeah that that's honestly though that's what makes this what it is like you know I've heard people say oh well it's just the next Beanie Babies and I don't know if you saw Beanie Mania I just watched that recently on I think it was on Netflix or Amazon I have no idea. Or I'll check it out. I haven't seen that. HBO Max, I think it was. Beanie Mania okay. is about the Beanie Baby craze in the 90s. And I did not know that much about that. So that was a really interesting documentary. I had no idea that really that was like a People small crazy. It was a small years. company though, an independent company. It was started by like one rich dude. And the reason it got to where it got was there was these <laughs> there was a handful of really bored white suburban moms. <laughs> who became obsessed with these things they started collecting them with their kids and then they became obsessed with them and even when the kids grew up and were like done with the beanie babies the moms were still like obsessed with these things they started magazines and shit like they had little clubs and all that yeah though is is like that was a fad because yes i think they were overvalued and for the most part you're just getting a fucking beanie baby there was nothing else like Owning a Beanie Baby doesn't give me access to an exclusive party in Miami, you know, to hang out yeah. and network with people. No. Or to, like, go meet meet my favorite artist. just get a Beanie something. Baby. You just get a fucking Beanie Baby. Yeah. So people who are saying that NFTs is just that, I think they're not under, they're not understanding the context. They were also fungible. Aspect. They were fungible. Mm-hmm. They're they're not, but it's like that contract that underlies the token is really what gives it the value. You know, obviously a digital picture of a cat, anyone can copy that and, and, you know, post it wherever the hell they want online. But the code that's attached to it is linked to my wallet. It shows that I own it. All I have to do is verify my wallet to then get access to the thing. You're a crypto wallet, right? Yeah. And so that's what gains me the access to whatever it is the token gives me benefits from, you know, so, but that's what gives it value is people want to hold it. And the more people who want to hold it to be a part of the club, the value goes higher and stays high because it's scarce. You know, there's only a certain amount of them. Right. And the more people who want to get in, it becomes more expensive. Like we're seeing that with the board apes and that shit. Like Eminem just changed his fucking <laughs> profile picture. He's a board ape now. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. And it's it's I, I definitely think it's gonna it's gonna stay for a very long time. I don't think it's gonna be like another thing, you know, like like a three to five year thing it's definitely going to be like 15 plus or something like i do see it being being you know that uh highly recognized you know and i think too like like i mentioned before you know people get people just get upset over the dumbest shit nowadays right but it's like if they don't understand something they'll immediately just like rule it out or well it is weird i'm not gonna say it's not weird it is fucking well for 100 percent it is but it's 
fuck it. It's something interesting. It's something new, right? Like it's it's not hurting anyone. Not not yet. I don't think they, so. they claim it's hurting the environment and all of that because of, they say, oh, you know, the amount of energy that's used for each transaction it's destroying the environment. Blockchain is evil for climate change reasons. Yeah, oh boy. I feel like sometimes there's. Yeah, I don't know. There's just some people who want to find something to be like self-righteous about. I wish they yeah. would find the right things to be self-righteous about, but oh, for sure. It's what what whatever's convenient for them, right? Like it's <laughs> there's worship going on in, in 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 the world, you know, besides fucking NFT. So I don't know. It's just whatever fits whatever fits their narrative, right? So NFTs one of the reasons they're blowing up is because of a lot of the shit that's going on in the world yeah they they existed before lockdowns and all that but um we've talked about this too on the show before but one of the reasons i think they blew up in the way they blew up is because they sent everyone home to just stay indoors and the more people were sent home to stay indoors or maybe they lost their job or whatever they're trying to figure out new ways to make money and i think that's why more and more people started to like jump into nfts just to see what it was all about because they were hearing from other people like oh they're making money off this and, but that's the wrong mindset too you don't want to just jump into something because you think you're going to turn a quick profit and there are people jumping into this stuff who are of that mindset and they're getting wrecked they're losing lots of money like they don't yeah. know what they're doing it's just you know like you mentioned it's it's another form of investing and if you're not doing enough research and you're not really keeping up with with uh, certain trends or whatever it may be then yeah you're gonna lose a lot of money and that mentality too i don't think is the right one right like it's it's always proven to <laughs> never work or at least for me you know when you go into a situation where you're like i want to make like fast money and then and, you know you end up losing more money than you do right so yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's no, for sure. It, I think uh, the easy way is typically not the best way. You got to take the long route. The long route's how you gain the experience and learn. And, you know, it's back to music and, and, yeah. and art and, and that sort of thing. It's, you know, people see the finished product, but they don't realize all the, the hours and the long road that goes down, you know, that we have to travel down just to get to a point where we're good at something. You know, like painting yeah, exactly. it took me years, you know, I didn't go to school for it, but it did, it take a long, it took a long time, a lot of practice and fucking up and like having to wipe shit off the canvas and like wiping sweat off my brow because I'm tired of, you know, trying to get that one thing right that I keep fucking up. Yeah. Sometimes you got to walk away from it, you know, and just kind of relax and then, then you return to it. But yeah, that's, that's so true. It's just uh, you, you need to know when to take a break, right? Yeah. I think that's that's so important. It's, so one thing that a lot of people, I don't think, talk a, a lot about is like taking taking breaks, um, whether that's a couple of days or even just a week to kind of regroup, you know, come Goggins. back. And... Goggins makes us feel guilty. And that's why we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is true breaks, Daniel. <laughs> i'll take a break I've seen and you sleep in the afternoon oh shh, let me take my nap every time you take a break he comes out and beats yeah. your ass yeah <laughs> i get up from my nap and just, what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah i don't know it's I would, I would hard. honestly it would be really awesome to have a goggins like following me around all the time and just kind of yelling at me to do certain he's just like he's just yelling stay hard the whole time <laughs> stay hard 
put like yeah. you know engineer one inside your head and then just have him yell at you all the time yeah i do have to do that i need to like psychologically your negative interject and turn him into data yeah i'll i'll, I'll give you some of that <laughs> i had that for for a very long time and it's not cool it's like i think a part of how of why i got to where where i have with drumming it's just like no, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Like keep fucking doing it. It's just a terrible mindset. Yeah. You know, it's almost like having like Joe Jackson in your head, like just fucking beating you down. Like if you don't get this fucking groove down, like you fucking suck. And then, you know, you're comparing yourself with other fucking people that are not even that good that are just like, yeah, well, you know, social whatever. Media, social media too. I think that's one of the, the negative aspects of it is it becomes very easy to do that too. You know, you see someone yeah. killing it or or maybe they're doing like that stupid generic thing or just a million covers of like pop yeah. songs on their Instagram and you're like, fuck, they got thousands of views. I'm over here doing something innovative and they just played a Taylor Swift cover and thousands of views. This is the green-eyed monster of jealousy, Daniel. It's frustrating when you're an artist and you see generic fucking derivative shit just yeah. getting attention, but oh. it is what it is, you know? Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's where that you have to kind of, like I mentioned before, you just have to stay in your own lane, man. You can't let it fucking consume you because yeah. then you uh, for me, like I'm, I'm yeah. what happened? Then you waste all this time just hating on it instead of you know doing yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. I I've definitely shifted my mindset to like I'll I'll try to find like if something pops up on my feed that I don't really follow because I'm not gonna follow something, whatever, um, if I'm not like into it i mean sometimes if i'm supporting someone that's that's different fuck it you know but um if something just pops up on my feed and i'm like what the fuck is this like either misinformation or someone like just jerking off on the drums like just doing dumb shit then i'm just like you know what i i just can't i immediately just like I'll put like not interested thing like on the tab or whatever and just keep it moving and see something else and i'll just put my phone away and put another clip on whatever it may be but I just it's, it wasn't like before where I would kind of just like I would, st- I would start reading comments and be like how the fuck are people like glorifying this shit this fucking sucks it's like just <laughs> and it's not it's not subjective or anything there in art there is good and bad you yeah. know and people don't fucking get that it's like there is really good music really bad music really good drumming really bad drumming but god forbid you say like something negative it's, yeah, it's the, the era the whole of fight. it's the era of participation <laughs> trophies and shit like everything is equal. yeah it's like no you yeah everyone gets a trophy exactly and yeah i don't i don't come from that like and i'm not saying that it's a comp it's a competition because it's clearly not but you know what? And I do believe that you should try to find something, something, at least like something positive in, in each of these things. But I mean, you can't go any further in that because then you're just kind of indulging like bullshit, you know, and like, well, you're never going to find you're never going to get better if people just tell you what they want to hear because, oh, it's great. Or you sounded awesome because they want to make you feel good. No, you're going to need someone to be like, you know, oh, that was, you know, I like that here. But in this section here, you know, you were a little off or this was a little messed up or you should try working on that. That's how you improve, you know, and sometimes it, it does take someone outside of yourself to see it, you know, to then point it out yeah. to you. You may be blind to it. It might be something that you you didn't even realize that you were doing a habit, for example. And and those those things do affect your playing. You know, I'm not a pro pro drummer, but I definitely 
recognize certain like habits I developed over the years in my playing that yeah, I had to like exactly. to, to undo because I didn't realize it was a bad habit until someone pointed it out to me or I saw a video that corrected it. And I'm like, oh shit, I've been doing that for years. Exactly. I mean, and like I said before, you know, everyone is like a teacher now. Everyone's like a studio drummer, you know, like you buy a couple of mics and bam, like you just automatically change your, you know, you instantly change your, your IG bio to like studio drummer. And it's just like, it does not work that way. You know, like you, like, I, I get it. Like the, the pandemic, you know, hit a lot of people, especially, you know, it, it hit musicians in a very difficult way where they have to make money somehow, but that doesn't justify you like giving other people false information or teaching them your bad habits. You know, that's why there's like very, very little like quote unquote teachers on Instagram or even YouTube that I that I trust 100% because they're the real truth. Like those guys are teaching some, they're, they're really going above and beyond to like educate people the right way, whether it's with technique, uh, grooves, anything like that, like sight reading. There's, there's very little people like that, but in the grand scheme of things, there's a ton of people saying that they are, which is I just not true. Up, uh... <laughs> Just pulled up Justin Scott. I know you share his videos often. Uh, he's oh, someone he's crazy. He's he's this guy's magnificent, and he's someone who I definitely I do want to get some of his lessons and like his practice routines. And try to do some of that shit. You know, hopefully when I have a more permanent place to live and like space to like, yeah, set up a practice space. But this guy's insane, man, Justin Scott. It's worth it. I, 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 I bought one of those. I don't like, I don't really go out of my way to like, you know, buy a lot of books or anything like that, unless it's like super legit, but he's legit. I definitely bought like one of his, um, I think it was like my daily practice routine. Yeah. That's the one yeah, I got to check out. Yeah. I, I, I bought that one. Um, and I took a lesson like a couple of weeks ago with, um, with, uh, Nikki bags, uh, he's a minor pro guy. Um, and, and I took a, a, he did like a zoom class. He was just like unbelievable player, man. Like What's his name, Nikki, great, great, great teacher. Uh, yeah. Nikki bags. I think, uh, mm-hmm. it's like two G's and then as, okay. I think yeah. I'm hoping to take like another lesson with them maybe like next month. Um, so are you, are you teaching right now? I am, I am not, no. Yeah. I, yeah, I kind of want to like learn some crazy shit right now. That's why I started like taking lessons with him. And then, um, I don't know, I'm more interested in like trying to do like, like studio stuff, which has been like really slow because again, like because of the pandemic, a lot of like these drummers have been charging like 75, a hundred bucks per track, which is not a lot, you know? So when someone reaches out to me and I give them like my price, it's like, I get ghosted immediately. <laughs> nah, but you know, you, you also, you can't, you can't undervalue your work either. I think there's something yeah. to that. Like this is something I've been telling myself over the last year in particular, but definitely since like the new year started, I was like, all right, I'm never like doing like painting, for example, I'm never doing it for free again, like ever. 
you know, and, and there's a certain price that I've charged for paintings in the past and have sold for. And I already know and told myself, like, my prices have gone up. <laughs> it's just yeah. like never selling something for below a certain price again. And I think it's just a matter of knowing, like, I'm good at this. You know, I put the time and effort into learning how to do it and I do it well. And you're going to you're going to pay me for it. And, you know, I yeah. think those people who ghost you, they're not they're not worthy of your work. You know, I think, you know, what your work yeah. is worth you know no absolutely and and most of the time it ends up being like people that have barely like they have like a half demo like it just sounds like scrappy you know so like how much can you really trust them with your you know with your 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 craft if they themselves don't really care they're they're giving you you know like some half-assed product and they're they expect you to like you know, utilize like everything you've learned to enhance it. And then on top of it, they want to, you know, they want to pay you something like a hundred bucks. Now I might take something on for that much for a song. If it's like incredible stuff, you know, if it's like, Oh, you know what? Like I actually want to be a part of this and they still want to pay me. Then that's, that's awesome. I, I, I might consider that, but you know, if it's like, you know, some random, <laughs> some random guy and he's giving me like something that I don't really give a shit about or that doesn't really even sound that good and cohesive and it's just like whatever then like there's no way I'm gonna like just charge you more <laughs> like <laughs> based on 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 not not only based on my skills but I'm gonna you know, charge I'm, you more for making my name be attached to this <laughs> for, for taking me waste my time playing through your garbage fucking time. <laughs> yeah right that's it that just sounds terrible but yeah. i mean <laughs> it is what it is man like it's you know you have to care about what what yeah. you what you want to release like you have to give a shit about your craft because otherwise no one else will but again there's a sort of you know because of the pandemic and everything else like i get it everyone's trying to make a you know a quick I think, or whatever I think so how you price yourself does say a lot too about how you view your own work. You know, it's yeah. pricing yourself a little higher. You're saying, well, I, I value what I do. And I'm I think, worth I think it. I'm worth it. Like, <laughs> but if you're, if you're, if you're pricing your shit lower, like think about psychologically how others might look at that too. Like, Oh, they don't think their work is that good enough. You know, damn, that's a fucking steal. So yeah. uh, I think, I think you should price what you think your time is worth you know at the end of the day and you and you have the right to not associate you know if a project comes along and even if they want to pay you a nice chunk of money too stylistically or maybe message wise or something it might not vibe with you and i think you yeah. know but knowing when to turn down money too and knowing when to turn down certain you know collaboration opportunities and things like that you just having that ability to choose who who we work with yeah. i think that that's important too because you know, some people compromise their values or they just take a nice chunk of money and they work with someone or something that they don't even really believe in. It's just, they want the pay cut, you know? And that's fine, you know, take yeah. money. But I think values at the end of the day come into play as well. And sometimes you just don't want to fucking work with someone. It's like, go offer me as much money as you want. It's just not happening. Exactly. And you just have to, you know, you have to learn to just dismiss a lot of stuff if you want to get to the bigger stuff eventually you know like i've i've dealt with dealing with like uh, i hate saying it but just like amateur shit you know or like garbage type stuff it's like i've dealt with it it's like 
I put in a lot of time. They're probably still there doing that shit. It's not my thing. I'm going to keep moving forward and I am going to attract whatever else is, is good, you know, and, and what is on my level or even higher. But I can't like, I can't go and take a step back, you know, like it just, I just can't. <laughs> I feel you. All right, we're going to wrap it up soon, but I wanted to ask yeah. quick, what is, uh, what's next for, for Kalias and, you know, for you, do you, what do you have planned for the year? Um, are you guys dropping any new music soon? Anything of that sort? Touring shows? Definitely, definitely dropping um, a new single. Um, I think we are doing, we have enough songs for an album. Uh, that's probably maybe 70, 75% completed, which is, which is awesome. But we are going to just take the single route now until we have a label that can back up the album. We don't want to self self release it. We really want to um, um, have like a bigger label um, or a label that can, you know, provide that kind of support. And um, we are hoping to, play a couple of or not a couple but definitely some shows and hopefully get maybe like on some weekend dates maybe maybe even a week or two week tour if it does happen but uh i'm trying to discuss that with like agents or like booking agents other bands and yeah hopefully that you know that comes around uh, sooner rather than later and um of course that the, the show that i was the telling you about um definitely keep you posted on that and, and yeah, send know. you the link on that um i think that's going to be a big deal for the band it's going to it's just fun too um and um personally dude i'm on like this you know like spiritual journey to like just try to be a better human being man like trying to be more understanding and caring and empathetic towards everyone and what's going on like just trying to keep an open mind man and and um definitely taking my drumming journey to a higher level man and also going back to what i just said before like just growing like individually and collectively with stuff she's incredible and a big part of like who i am now is thankfully you know because of her and how much i've learned from her so I'm incredibly, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky to, to be honest with you. So yeah, uh, yeah man, There's just, something, just, just growth. <laughs> something to be said about uh, having a good partner. Definitely oh, adds nice. to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes things a little, a little easier. And oh. it's nice to have someone who you feel like is, you know, in your corner and rooting for you and all that. Yeah. Monogamy. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting on us. You know, with us, I am rooting for you. I'm always rooting for JP been a fan of my yeah, likewise yeah, yeah I, you, you've always been a, a legit musical influence on me and a good friend so well i appreciate that and and thank you so much for for having me it was uh, great to uh meet you brent and hopefully sooner rather than later yeah, we can we'll actually all get together that would be yeah, awesome <laughs> for sure for sure yeah i don't know we'll yeah. see we'll see the world just seems to be getting more and more nutty every day and you see the shit i post so i keep yeah. everyone in the fucking loop of how nutty it is <laughs> yeah it's I, you know man i i feel like just real quick before we leave but i think that more people are starting to kind of get it i mean i know that um you know just to get out of the way i got vaccinated twice but now i'm like uh 
All right, I think that might be it for me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm <laughs> noticing how there, there are people who are like, I thought you were going to leave me alone. Like I got it. Like I did the thing you told me this was supposed to do. I was yeah. responsible. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're not going to stop. Fuck. Right. And it's like, you know, I, this is what I've been saying. We've been saying it for the past two years. And I think it just, it takes a little longer for some people to come around, but I agree. I think you're right. I think more people are starting to kind of realize like, damn, we're getting played. <laughs> so yeah, and, and, and fun. Uh, the daily show is making fun of the CDC. And I was like, oh, the COVID narrative must be over now. Yeah. It's like, you were just supporting the CDC. Now Trevor Noah's posting shit, making fun of them. Like fucking hypocrite. Exactly. I just, uh, and then one last thing, man, I mean, that that's great. And no, I just, I just hope that people can get together and have a civilized dialogue, man. There's just, there's just so much like ignorance and it's, hatred towards people for no reason. You know, they'll just go, they'll go right for the jugular for no reason, man. And, you know, everyone's a, everyone's an online gangster, an email gangster, whatever you want to call it, but you know, like like uh, Mike Tyson says, man, everyone talks shit until you get punched in the mouth, right? Exactly. <laughs> true. No, I mean it's it's I've I've been called every nasty thing in the book at this point. You know, none, yeah. of, it, none of it really faces me, but I I agree. You know, I think more people are starting to wake up, and I do think we need to have more compassion. You know, for yeah, that's yeah, perfect word. You know, people for the most part, I think are doing the best they can with what they have, and you know, I, I do wish more people stood up sooner, but I gladly welcome yeah. anyone who is, you know, beginning to speak up now, you know, and we don't shun anyone who's taken the shot, you know, it's, it's not how we look at life. If personally, if, if things weren't the way they are now, we wouldn't be telling people that we didn't get the shot. And I don't think anyone would be telling other people that they did. That's just not a normal way to live you know it's not it's like before all this shit like you got the flu you got the flu you stayed home and whatever you stayed away from people then you go back to your life you got the flu shot you got the flu shot you didn't you didn't go fucking announcing it to everyone on social media with your sticker yeah pictures and showing your past to go out and it's the same with me not getting the flu shot i don't go online and be like i'm not getting the flu shot like i wouldn't be doing that with these shots if it wasn't, you know, the way it's being spun, you know, the way people like us are being demonized and, and we're being blamed for every horrible thing yeah. happening. And it's otherwise it's well, just, you know, you got it, you got I mean, it, cool, whatever. Well, you know, that's 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 how the corporate media makes its money, right? Yes. The more people they can separate the the it's all it's all gonna come down to money and more click. separation, you know, and yeah. It's it's really unfortunate, man. I I get kind of like bummed out when I see like people interacting in such a hateful manner towards each other. Like I I I feel like just recently in general, I just feel like super sensitive over stuff like that, man. I know it's not the most metal thing, but yeah, super super sensitive about shit like that, man. Because I I don't you know I I I love people, man. I I I enjoy talking to people and getting to know people, and it's it's. Yeah, it's just like we're just fucking crumbling, you know, unless like we do something about it. So hopefully, hopefully it, it it's it all kind of starts to make sense, you know, and we can like you said, you use the perfect word is compassion, you know, yeah, hope that we can that, see more of that. And yeah. it doesn't mean like let people walk all over you. Obviously, we're right. We're not those types. You know, I'm perfectly willing to tell someone to go fuck themselves. But I think especially the FBI. 
But <laughs> who are watching this right now, by the way, what's up to our local agents? Oh man. Hey, don't put JP on the list. He didn't fucking do anything. But <laughs> no, it's just I don't know. It's like I think you you do need to stand up for yourself at certain times, but for the most part, yeah, I think compassion should be the first approach always. It's only it's the authoritarian types who I tell to fuck off. You know, it's it's the people yeah. who are gonna you know call me and all these nasty things or say you know you should be ostracized from society and cut out from here and there and it's like those people i have zero problem telling to suck my nuts everyone yeah. else i will be kind to i will be sweet to you know i don't yeah. do it as like a you know vaxxed and unvaxxed and that's not a thing to me it's it's you're either pro-authoritarian or pro-freedom that's the line to me you know and right. as far as brent and i've always seen it you know anyone who got the shot but a, you know a supports our right to not get it same side we're on the same side as far as i'm concerned you know my sure. only hope is that people who got it are fine that's it you know but the other side you know who don't like us who didn't get it like a lot of them are really nasty man like they tell us like enjoy your ventilator and more room for us and it's pretty nasty i've, I've definitely been treated very poorly by so like what like how could you ever say that to someone right that's fucked up man like it's like i don't say oh i hope i hope you get myocarditis like yeah. i'm not fucking saying that you know it's like i hope you don't yeah, exactly like, true. daniel is saying horrible things about the vaccine horrible horrible things, things. Yeah. horrible things all right let's wrap this up here once again jp thanks for coming on and Do you, you know have jp tell everybody yeah. where they can find him where can we find you do you have a website yet i don't know if you have i couldn't find you at a personal one I, I, no, I don't, I had like a Wix, but I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't kept up with that. I just, uh, yeah, my new Instagram is the one that you guys posted. I think it's, uh, John Paul and drums and drums. Yeah. And yeah. And then the Kalia's page is JP on drums. I've been trying to get on there a little bit more recently, but I don't know. We'll we'll see about that. Twitter's for us it's been easier to grow an audience on there but honestly all these yeah. platforms kind of fucking suck i'm sick of all of them <laughs> they all shadow ban they all like curate what you see with their yeah, of course and algorithms and shit and it definitely you know it fucks with people's heads and i think it's part of why we're seeing the division we're seeing right now is you know people get entrenched into their algorithmic yeah. echo chambers that's part of it yeah i i totally agree it's you know you you're gonna get fed what you what your eyes and your ears want to want to see and hear so yeah, oh, i gotta get a colliest beanie i want one of the beanies green text but yeah yeah i gotta send you one of those twitter colliest official and then jp on drums on twitter and then your youtube channel is extreme drummer for oh my god don't even say it this i think i was like such a drummer yeah seriously now just look up jp and trade hey, he had to make it in 2007 he had to make on. it in 2007. everything was <laughs> wait did you join in 07 no, are you og just, yeah. close <laughs> 08. you joined in 08 I can't oh man <laughs> that's uh that's something else i have to uh i have to like post like a couple more like yeah maybe you're, almost, or something. you're almost at a thousand subs it's yeah, pretty good you know it. once you do that you can start doing live videos and super chats and all that shit nice <laughs> then you can start collecting money from people and do live oh videos. man yes grift grip bro grip make that paper. 
All right, man, dude. Hey guys, I, I really appreciate you guys, and you know, hope hope you guys have a have a safe new year, and and hopefully we'll see each other sooner than later. Yeah, for sure. You too, man. All right, bye, All right guys. Bye. Thanks for watching. Peace.